Welcome to the Outer Rim News Podcast for the week of March 8th, 2018. It's been a busy week in Star Wars land. Lots of news, especially today. Big big news coming from uh, StarWars.com, but we'll talk a little bit about that later. Right now, we want to get the introductions out of the way so we can start talking about the Star Wars Rebels series finale and how it pulled at my heartstrings. Oh, well, okay. I'm Ashley Wilbanks, and I'm getting foot-glimped. Talk amongst yourselves. And I'm Austin Gordy. What's up, guys? <laughs> you forgot to put the middle initial in your name. <clears throat> Austin... G. Gordy. No, we did that last time. I thought really long and hard about this before we even went on air tonight. <laughs> I got a good, I got a zinger for him tonight. <laughs> and you just blew it with your just random injection well, of your name. Week. Yeah, big baby. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll save it for next week. Uh, how's, how's your week been, Austin? It's actually been really good, man. It's, um, I mean, besides work, you know, just... I don't know. For whatever reason, this week I've I've been finding like really good deals and such. Mm-hmm. Like um, even tonight, like I come out, I come home with a good deal. But no, I, I went to our local. Um, it was our local Walmart. Mm-hmm. No, actually, you know what? And no, I take that back because you know around here they they've been putting stuff on clearance, but a lot of times they're like it's clearance and it's not really clearance priced. <laughs> like yeah. it's still expensive, but. Yeah. I've been seeing they've been putting the um, the chicken walkers, the ATSTs, on sale, but around mm-hmm. here they've all been like thirty bucks. Now this is the so, Black Series, three yeah, and the Black Series. Inch. Excuse okay. me for anybody questioning the Black Series ATSTs, you know all that stuff. And um, so yeah, they've been like thirty bucks around here, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's still a good price. It's better than fifty nine, but you yeah, know, I'm like, eh, yeah. we'll we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll cave and get one, <clears throat> but um. But no, I just happened to, I was in my hometown, I was in Swainsboro uh, last night, and I happened to just walk in. I, I don't know, it, when you go to those small town Walmarts, I always like to, like, I always like to look in there and just see what kind of Star Wars stuff they have, because sometimes they'll have, like, really good stuff that people don't know they have. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, sure enough, I walk in there, and this time they had nothing. There's nothing <laughs> hardly in the Star Wars section, except for the fact they had the six-inch Black Series figures for $5. And I was $5. like, Jesus, I was like, Jesus, but they only had like a couple and they were like, you know, Cassian figures. Uh, they had one Kylo Ren, you know, from, from episode uh, eight. Uh-huh. So I grabbed him for five bucks. I was like, yay. And, yeah. um, and then I was like, Hey, let me look, look at the clearance section. So I go to the clearance section and sure enough, they had the chicken walkers, the black series chicken walker. And, you know, but I, I was expecting it. And I'm like, eh, it's probably 30 here too. $15. Yep. So I just grabbed yep. it. I was like, yep, got to get it. So I yep. got that. And then, so yeah, I got that. I'm real happy about that. But then uh, today, I, don't, I can't even remember what brought it to my attention. I, I want to say it was something online, but um, I found out that there was, because we have several around here, several Walmarts, and w- only one of them had this, but... They had uh, the Black Series uh, Luke Skywalker with his land speeder. Oh. And I really would like to have that, you know. And um, yeah. sure enough, they this had is- they had some in this one Walmart for 20 bucks. And this is 6-inch series, right? Yeah, 6-inch wow. Luke with the, land, with the land speeder for 20 bucks. So I was like, okay, got to get it. So Can't beat that. 
Yeah, can't beat that. Jumped on that. And, um, of course, you know, got up bright and early and grabbed the new uh, Last Jedi novel. So it's just been a good week. It's, I've been I've been feeling good. Hmm, that's good, man. That's good. Now, um, did you own the like the original ATST or the no. Power of the Force too? You never yeah. owned those. Never owned so those. Always can't... wanted one. I I had like the the um, speeder bike. You know, yeah. I had I've had some of the other vehicles. <clears throat> like I even had the Power of the Force uh, land speeder. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker Landspeeder, but I don't know. I really wanted the the Black Series one. Just looked so cool. Like especially when we when we were at Celebration and they had it on display. I was like, man, that looks really cool. I'd like to have that. Yeah. And the fact that it, it comes with Luke, I was like, yeah, I I, I dig that. Yeah. So yeah, no. I, I, the reason I was asking, I was just wanting to know what, if there was a difference in the in the mold for right. that. For, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in that. It just like with the land speeder, I'd be in, I'm like, I can't wait to get it open and see like the differences. Yeah. But, well, you know, like, yeah. you, know, you know, with the black series, it's supposed to be more uh, detailed. Just detailed. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't know if it was a different mold altogether or the, who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah. I didn't get much Star Wars this week, man. I, yeah. I, di- I did, uh, get my, Audible version of Star Wars: The Last Jedi, which I'm 13 chapters into right now, and it is, you know, it's answered some questions. Yeah, so far I'm I'm like on chapter seven, and yeah, yeah. it's it's had some some eye opening moments. But just you know, one thing off the bat that I, I have to mm-hmm. say about the book yeah. is that it's really well written. Like Jason Fry has done a great job so far. Yeah, like especially with just the knowledge, like. Because he, he's, like, really in-depth in explaining, you know, like, the vehicles, the planets, mm-hmm. you know, getting into the characters' heads. Like, he's he's really doing a good job. Like, to me, he's he's got this balance of, like, James Luceno with a little bit of Matthew Stover thrown in. So, so far, I'm really digging it. Because, you know, with him, he was more the guy that wrote the guides for the, for the stuff, you know, for the movies. And like yeah. the vehicles and the you know you know like the the encyclopedias, and, and then I know he wrote the Luke Skywalker young adult book when those you know that series came out on the uh, that Force Friday before uh, Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a really good book, but that was really the only exposure I had to him as a writer like that. So so yeah, I was interested to see you know how he would handle a bigger novel. And, you know, on top of that, handle a, an adaptation. And, yeah, so far, I mean, he's, I hate to say it, you know, because the guy's a legend, but he's he blew Alan Dean Foster out of the water <laughs> with this. Yeah. yeah, from The Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know what I like about this book, too, is that, well, I don't know if I like it about the book, but leading up to the release of the book, there were several online sites that were just putting out all the spoilery crap about the book, like uh, Luke's married in the book. Here's a, here's the snippet and, and some other things with that, that I won't get into. Cause I don't know if you've gotten that far yet, but <clears throat> after you read the book and you read how it's written, you're like, okay, this is to- taken totally out of context for most of this stuff. Right. Right. So, you know, th- most of these sites lead with the Luke's married in the, and then they go on to guess that it's Tamara Jade, 
and it's just clickbait crap. It's really just right. clickbait crap because, uh, spoiler alert, uh, the, 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 uh, prelude in the book is a dream that Luke is having on mm-hmm. Octu. And, right. and basically he's dream, he dreams that he's on Tatooine. He's married to Cammy. And if you don't know who Cammy is, she is, uh, one of Luke's friends that were, if you if you watch A New Hope and you check out some of the deleted scenes, she's in there in some of those early deleted scenes. Right, she was basically in his little posse on Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. So they so they end up you know in his dream they they're married. Uh, he meets Ben Kenobi, but it's only after his uncle bought the droids and some stormtroopers stop by the the farm to ask for the droids. <clears throat> Kenobi comes in and kind of does the whole. Uh, you don't need to see their identification. These aren't the droids you're looking for. But I think, uh, don't they end up mind wiping the droids or something to that effect? Taking Uncle Owen into the jail for three days and delivering him back. And right. eventually Luke gets the farm and, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. One thing leads to another. Luke never goes on his adventure. Luke's the same age now, just married. And then, uh, and then, you know, it kind of confused me in the beginning when I was right. I was, I was the same way. I'm like, what (laughs) is going on right now? And then all of a sudden he wakes up and he's like, ah, this is a bad omen. Right. Right. Why am I, why am I dreaming this? Something's coming. So, uh, you know, that if you, if you read any of those articles and you're scared because you think, oh, Luke's married to Marta Jade, but she died or something that nothing like that. Nothing like that. No. Don't read too much. At least not those. yet. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, and I, I'll tell you this much too, though. It's just in that one, pr- you know, prologue. Mm-hmm. Like it made it even sadder about him. You know what I'm saying? Like because yeah. it's sort of his what could have been, but here I am. You know, like on a deserted island, mm-hmm. broken. You know, yeah, yeah. Thinking and- about my my mistakes. So. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me, listeners, if if you think, wow, he's talking funny, but I have to have some lozenges because I have a bad cough. Ugh. <laughs> Luke but, says that in the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all in the book. <laughs> I um, have some lozenges. I have to have a bad cough. Yeah. Let me need some lozenges. It was like an allergic reaction to lozenges, and that's why he was reading all that crap. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, it's it's it was sad. You know, it was really sad. But, again, after I finished that, I'm like, wow, good start. Good start, Jason. And then, when, you know... Then you go into the, you know, basically Han's funeral, his memorial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so where'd you leave off in the book? I know um, you said chapter seven, um, but what? It's like, okay, so we're past like when Snoke basically just verbally abuses Kylo, just shames mm. him, you know. Mm. It's right past that. And then when Ray is talking to Luke, like she's already explaining you know, what's going on and that, that we need need you and. He's like, you don't need Luke Skywalker, and basically, right at that scene. So you don't. You, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah, I was going to come out with my laser sword. Laser sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I do like is, um, and I think it's 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 right in that time frame that you you just said is he gives an actual answer as to why he is on this island by himself. Right. And, and I don't know if you if you've gotten that far yet. It's just two two sentences, and I think one was you know, in the movie he said he came here to die, 
Right. But that, but that was it. He didn't go in any, like, un, well, he didn't give any other reasons. Right. I got you. I, I don't think I've quite gotten to yeah. that, that part yet. Yeah. So, but he, so, so it was just kind of an interesting sentence, extra sentence in that, in that thing. Um, so yeah, I, I, like I said, if you, if you like Star Wars, you're definitely going to want to pick this book up. But if you want to dig deeper into The Last Jedi, I highly, highly recommend you do it because you're going to dig deep. It digs, it digs a lot deeper than what the movie did and answers some of those lingering questions you might have so far, 13 chapters in or 15 or whatever I said. Um, yeah, but you know what? There was something even bigger that happened this week. And that was the culmination of four years of Star Wars Rebels on Disney XD. It was the series finale of uh, Star Wars Rebels. And I don't think that they disappointed with this one. Not at all. Not in my they, opinion. They, they no, did they did job. not. Yes, they did not disappoint at all. Uh, so... Let's uh let's start our little review of of all three or I think it was three episodes or maybe yeah, two last three yeah something like that um and we're not gonna go like episode by episode we're just gonna kind of look at it as one big finale and we're right. just gonna talk talk through some things in there um so if you haven't seen it spoiler alert we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna spoil everything so uh fast forward a little bit. If if you hadn't seen it yet, and then come back after you've watched it, but uh, so um, what was your biggest takeaway? What was your biggest surprise? The from- biggest surprise to me was, I mean, I mean, I know this sounds crazy or it sounds like, like uh, well, duh, but the you know the the big finale, like the big, <clears throat> you know. I guess we'll skip ahead and say it. You know, like when everything comes to a head, the battles happening. Mm-hmm. And Ezra pretty much, you know, calls in the cavalry and, yeah. uh, him, like he, he, like him, Thrawn and like Thrawn's fleet along with the, what were they called? The space whale looking things. Yeah. Space, I'm not sure. I can't things. remember the name of them. I call they, them the ones that can too. travel through hyperspace, basically. Like yeah. they attach themselves, you know, because they, they, they bust through the Star Destroyer, they wrap themselves around Thrawn and, and hold him in place. And, and then they all kind of latch onto the ships and Ezra guides them, like, I guess kind of force commands them to, you know, shoot them out to the, I guess, to the unknown regions. Yeah. And they're uh, called the Purgle, the Purgle, hmm? the Purgle. P-U-R-R, yeah, P-U-R-R-G-I-L, Purgle. Gotcha, okay. So, yeah, he, you know, get the Purgle basically, you know, takes them away to, I guess, to like the unknown regions. Maybe. And, uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that was like, wow. And then you had that time jump, you know. I just didn't see that happen. If anything, I thought that Ezra was just going to sacrifice himself to save Mm -hmm. Lothal. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it it still was a sacrifice. I mean, you know, he he did what he had to do, but, uh. Yeah, I really like they kept that such a contained story, you know, like in the end, it, it began and ended with Lothal, you know, and with Ezra, and uh, came, it was just a full circle, and I, you know, and to me, the biggest surprise was the time jump, like, I like how they, when oh, they yeah. jump past Return of the Jedi, I thought that was so cool, because you got, and, 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 they, and they give you kind of like 
an epilogue, like they they show you where all the characters go to, mm-hmm. and that was really really cool to me. So I guess by time jumping that far, I mean I guess that's Lucasfilm's uh, stamp of we're not going to touch anything that happened during the original trilogy, right? Anymore with with animation. So we're we're jumping ahead to show you what happens. And then we're going to pick back up there because I've got to think that the next animated film or series that Dave Filoni does, if he does another animated series, which all indications point to, yes, he is, is going to be based after Return of the Jedi. Right. Which would be great. I would love for them to do that. Yep. And I got a feeling it's going to feature Luke, Leia, Han, and all them, but... I also have this feeling that, yeah, we're going to see Thrawn. We're going to see Ezra. We're going to see Ahsoka and Sabine again. Right. Um, after, after this to, to wrap up their stories, you know, <clears throat> but I'll tell you the, um, the fact that I like the fact that, wow, you know, Kanan has a kid like, so apparently he oh, yeah. knocks up Hera. And- I forgot about that. Which is is crazy. Like I, I, you know, didn't see that coming. So you've yeah. got, you know, you've got Kanan's heir. You know, that's that's. He looked like a friend of mine brought it up, and it was just so funny. He was like, "It's exactly what it looks like. He looks like a little leprechaun. Like he looks like a Lucky Charms kid." So cute. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, he does." <laughs> Frosted Lucky Charms. Yeah, <clears throat> they're magically delicious. And we were like, "Man, he doesn't have Liku. Like that. That's weird. You know, like being a." Uh, you know, I mean, he's half uh, Twi'lek, you know. I was like, yeah. It was kind of weird to see him with the hair, but you know, he had the, the skin color that was more like his mom. So, that kind of so Austin, Yeah, so Austin, tell me this. How does procreation work in Star Wars? I, pff, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, we could get graphic about it, and I can try to explain it. But. Especially between two different species. <clears throat> Listen, man. If if the anatomy is is partially there, I guess if it's if it, you know, <laughs> the key oh, fits in the hole. Lord. I guess it works. I don't know. <laughs> I got George Lucas standing right behind me, man. Come on, keep it G rated. <laughs> He's just not hmm. funny, Austin. Yeah. It's not, totally not funny. This is supposed to be for kids. Can you not stop, can you not talk about that? <laughs> yep. They don't even you get to the bathroom that. in Star Wars, but much less procreate. <laughs> yep, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I was surprised. I was like totally taken aback by little Jason uh, Sindula. Or, or yeah, it? and it's and Jason it's, de- it's Jason, and it's definitely spelled like Jason from the books, which was another thing. I was like, yes, I was so happy about that because if you look, turn on captions for that, that's how they spelled it with a C. Oh, really? J A C E N. And uh, another that was a cool. I thought I guess it's like an Easter egg, kind of like a nod to the the old EU, but another one that was really, really cool. I don't know if you caught it, but Thrawn is speaking to his other commanders on, you know, Oh yeah. Com- and he calls out Captain Pelean. And I was like, yes. And I think Captain Pelean, he survived. Like, so that was maybe. really cool. Yeah, so. maybe. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, and it also keeps this hope alive that the uh, Thrawn trilogy is still in play. Somewhat. Somewhat, I get, could, yeah, it could definitely, yeah. definitely could. 
Um, uh, I mean, not that it matters to me, but I know there's a lot of fans out there who live and breathe through the EU and want it to come back desperately. Right. But, you know, they're, they're not totally throwing the baby out with the bathwater on that one. Right. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> but I'll tell you, I think that the two, like, I'll tell you, oh, well, you know, the the uh, the big shocker, the big thing, the or the cool scene, you know, that kind of took me by surprise. I'm like, whoa, where are we do, where are we going with this? Was when Ezra confronts Palpatine. Like Palpatine mm-hmm. pops up as a hol- I means of course a hologram, but uh, he looks like Palpatine. He looks like doesn't look like the Emperor. He looks like Palpatine. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. what's going on? Like that that was really creepy. That was like, okay, was was he? Where is he going with this? So mm-hmm. I thought that was a neat touch, and the, and just to hear Ian McDiarmid, you know, mm-hmm. reprise that role was so cool, and uh, and that was a powerful scene, you know. And I, I kind of knew that Ezra was going to make the right choice, you know, with his with his family, but um, but yeah, I, I will say this: I'm glad that the 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 finale pretty much answered two questions of mine, like it it kind of cleared up two things for me, and that's one. Um, Rex was in Return of the Jedi. If people remember he was part of the the oh yeah the ground troop. You know that was that uh, was on Endor. So I'm like, well, there we go. So we we got that answer, and we got the answer that Ezra is Snoke. So boom, there what? you go. Yeah, come on, man. Look, if okay, he basically sacrificed himself. He, him and he's got this little fleet. They throw themselves into the unknown regions. You know. So once they get out there, he's going to turn to the dark side and become Snoke. And then Thrawn's probably going to help, you know, help train the First Order so they can make a comeback. I mean, come on. It's, it's obvious. <laughs> and then That's Ezra has to grow, theory. like, you know, double his height. <clears throat> exactly. Well, he, when, you know, there's no telling. He could have got bit by something. And it gave him, you know, made him taller and gave him a bad skin condition. <laughs> are, are you seriously like reading this online and thinking that, and and just like saying these people have got to be ri- ridiculous? Nope, nope, just reading my my, you know, my intelligence. Are, are you that's, that's are you I'm serious? Doing. I mean, I'm halfway serious. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm half I'm like I'm like kind of on the fence. I'm like if if I if it ends up being right, then I'll say ha, told you so. Yeah, not, you can I'll do be that. Like, yeah, I wasn't serious. What you thought I was serious? You stupid. <laughs> I don't think. I don't. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, yeah, I. I don't believe that <laughs> at all. I don't believe that for one good second. Yeah. Um, Snoke is Snoke. Okay, that's all you need to know. That's all Ryan Johnson wants us to know. So Snoke is Snoke. No, I don't Snoke, believe it's. Snoke, I don't Snoke, believe Snoke. Ezra Snoke. I believe that. Um, and in the next series that we have, it may not, you know, it, it may not even in the in the next series it may not even play out in the first season because I think the the next series the first season is there to build up the new characters or to reintroduce Han, Leia, Luke, or whatever, right? And and this is just me assuming that that, that that's what the series is about. But uh, it would be nice. I, think, I mean, I, I doubt that they'll focus on those characters, but it'd be nice to have them in, you know, in the in cartoon form, like in the series. Because I even loved it when Leia popped up in Rebels, you know. So mm-hmm. it'd be cool for them to flesh yeah. out their backstory there between the movies. And and I think that we will find out what happens to Ezra. And 
what happens to Throne. I th- you know, I think Throne will be, you know, <laughs> it's going to be interesting because Ezra's still on a Star Destroyer with like thousands of Stormtroopers <coughs> and Throne. The only thing that is different is they got Purgles holding the, you know, warping them. Did I just say warp? Oh my God. Warp. Ooh, you Star Trek fan. Oh, I Star Trek it. Oh man. Yeah. I just, I just tricked everything up. Uh, <laughs> light speeded. Warp. What, what, what the crap is it called? I can't think right now. When you, you, the, the oh, act when you jump to hyperspace, I don't know. Hyperspace. Yes. Golly. I can't think. Uh, so the Purgles took them into hyperspace, and then who knows where they ended up. Uh, sometime in there, Ezra was already shot, right? So he's already hurt. They, I mean, don't they just about have to hold him hostage? I guess so. You know, and maybe they're holding him hostage for six years. <clears throat> I mean, okay, so the beginning of Rogue One happens, I mean, the end of Rogue One happens right at the beginning of a new hope and from mm-hmm. a new hope to the end of return of the Jedi is what? Well, I mean, it's about two to five three years. years. No, oh, like really? two to three years. Yeah. It's not that long. Cause there's only, I think like between a new hope and empire is like two years. And then, you know, and then however long it is between empire and return of the Jedi is, you know, roughly a year. If not, I mean, maybe not even that long. No, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm fixing to Google this. Google it. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. I know that it doesn't seem long. How many years passed between the events of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi? Some canon indicates four to five years between the destruction of the two Death Stars and about three between the Battle of Yavin and the Battle of Hoth. So I would say about six years, just to be on the safe side. Is that cool with you? I'm fine with that. I mean, if you're cool with being wrong, I'm I'm cool with going with it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, okay. And so <laughs> l- l- okay, let's split the difference. We'll say four years. Okay, so that that puts Ezra in harm's way for about four years, while Thrawn and his crew try to figure out where they're at and how to get out. Or maybe Thrawn has gone back and joined up with his old, you know, know, the alien race. Yeah, the Chiss. Yeah, and now they have prisoner Ezra, this Jedi that they've been studying. And it takes Sabine and and, uh, Ahsoka to go (laughs) rescue him. Hmm. You see what we're doing here? We're giving Filoni all kinds of ideas. Sure. You know, he he probably doesn't even have the thing written out yet. We're just we're just throwing ideas at him. Like, here you go, man. Take this and run with it. You don't even need to credit me in the in the script. Um But so that's the way I mean, that's the way I hope it ends up being, you know, when we return to these characters. Not that Ezra took back over the ship and I hope it's like dire straits for Ezra. He's just like, you know, prisoner to, to Thrawn and his men this whole right. time. Um, and maybe you even bring in a Luke Skywalker to come in and, and help free Ezra. 
I don't know. But uh, it was cool. It was good that they didn't kill Thrawn. I was, I was kind of shocked that they didn't kill Thrawn. I kind of felt for certain that that uh, Purgle vice grip was gonna, you know, squish him. <clears throat> right. But you know what? Here's something else to think about. There were holes <laughs> in the Star Destroyer from where the Purgle thing had his tentacles in there. When they jumped to hyperspace, why didn't Ezra and them get sucked out? See, that was another thing a friend of mine po- pointed out to me, and I I'm, I agree. But it maybe those things create almost like artificial gravity, like a little. They have like their own little, you know, gravity bubble or something there. So it yeah, th- you know, it protected them on you know on the ship or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're just trying to cover for the people Bad writing. this film. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, nah. But, uh, you, you know, one thing it did do was uh, kind of brought th- three things around 360 because I did think that original episode where we first are introduced to the Burgle was kind of like a ho-hum, blah, filler episode. And now, you know, it turns out that there's a reason that Ezra had to meet those beings, you know. Right. Uh, so, so that was kind of cool. <clears throat> oh, yeah, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and and I like the look of Sabine at the end. You know, when the time jump, she looked really cooler. Yeah, her she had a really cool hairdo. I thought that mm-hmm. was really neat. I still, you know, I still jump between not being so crazy about the purple, about just the the bright un Star Warsy colors that she has. But uh, it's growing on me. It's growing on me. Uh, what what else really? Um, Stuck out in your mind, I, you know, thinking about deaths, we got some deaths, but not what I thought. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was kind of surprised. Like, I mean, I guess I was, ex- I was expecting them to, to end it in some way, but yeah, poor old Rook, like how he went out was pretty crazy. Uh, it's yeah, pretty cool. Because cool, I mean, really, he was starting to get like, where you just like, God, just die already. Like this, mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy never goes away. Yeah. And, um, I guess he, of course, got fried, so, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But, I, but, you know, from the good guy standpoint, I thought we were going to see another loss from the main Rebels team. You know, I did, too. I mean, I thought, I thought for sure we would, you know, lose, like, Zeb or, mm-hmm. or um, you know. Well, I, mean, I guess we really, I mean, I thought we were going to lose, definitely lose Ezra, but I thought maybe lose Zeb, too. Like, I don't know. Something told me Sabine wouldn't die just because of the whole, like, Mandalorian situation. I just yeah. thought that well, that would be kind of crazy if they took her out now, you know. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know for whatever reason I was thinking Zeb may like go out like maybe fighting Rook and he would he would die for them. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that was that was kind of weird that that it was really only Ezra that made the the big sacrifice, you know. Even even one um, of, what's one his of the name died? Huh? One of the well, yeah, we died. did we did have. Um, not Rex, but the the crazy one. What was his name? It wasn't Commander Wolf, was it? Uh, I can't remember. But the one that's you know the <laughs> kind of you know, <laughs> he, yeah, that guy. Do that again. <clears throat> he um that and which was sad. I mean, it was really sad. But you know, it, it was a it was a good way to go. You know, because they've they've you know they've been there since the Clone Wars, and mm-hmm. you know they put up the good fight, and you know just kind of. It felt it was it was a good ending for them, I and mean, I'm surprised that they didn't kill off Rex. But I guess they had to. He he wanted to retcon him into being that guy from Return of the Jedi. So I thought that was pretty funny. 
Yeah. But um, for I mean, if anything, I would expect all of them to die just to kind of close that that chapter on the clones, you know. But, but uh, they didn't. But they didn't. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's that's really cool. But yeah, there was that. I mean, that was really the only other big loss. Um, so so yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was a little refreshing. At least it wasn't as dark as I thought they were going to go with it. I mean, it was terrible. Like the when when Thrawn started, you know, b- bombarding the, you know, the town, like the the city of Lothal. You know, he's he's killing innocent people there. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it was you know, I mean, other than that, I'm, I mean, that was you know, that was I think the the what well, I've already mentioned is pretty much the biggest things to me. Like the you know, seeing yeah. Palpatine reappear and. And uh, the the whole ending was a shocker. And, you know, I, I say it's an, it was an emotional experience there, but what really hit home was at the very end, and they start playing the John Williams music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, because, you know, they never do that. They always right. play the traditional Star Wars Rebel stuff, fanfare. Mm-hmm. And they hit that, and it's like, it's on. This, yeah. is, th- this is Star Wars now, you know. Right. This is not not to say that I didn't think it was Star Wars before, but there's just something about when a Star Wars movie ends and it hits that 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 uh, final score, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's like oh, it's like you experience something, and that just kind of kind of put the the whipped cream on top of the experience of watching the series finale of Star Wars Rebels, just to have that John Williams right. Hit. No, hit right oh, there. and that that very the the, the ending with um, with Sabine and Ahsoka comes back, dude. I was so happy, and I loved oh, yeah. what Ahsoka was wearing. Like, I want that yeah. as a figure. Like, they need to do a Black Series figure of Ahsoka wearing the white suit. You know, oh, yeah. I thought that. I mean, she looked like you know, she looked like Gandalf from <laughs> from Lord of the Rings, like <laughs> Ahsoka the White. You know, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. She had the staff, like the cool looking staff, and kind of does a little. You know, little plump. You know, but um, and, and little did you know that two episodes ago, when Ezra saves Ahsoka and he tells her at the end, you know, come find me. That yep. You think that okay, maybe she's going to show up during this final battle, right? But really, what he's saying is, come find me because right. I'm gonna be lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, and, they they really did a good job of doing a lot of like you know, full circle storytelling, you know, like, especially, especially when, when he first, like when he rescues Ahsoka and then when he you know, kind of drops her back off and you, you know, answers that question of, was that her that walks away from the battle from season two? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, so you get that turn and, and also it kind of ties in the bird that's, that's always, that was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now you get the you know the the space whales the whatever you call them purgles purgles and the yep. uh, you know and then him you know telling Ahsoka to come find me you know and and her coming back and I mean yeah it was they I mean it was just really well well done like a really well written show and, I, and I'm glad that it had a beginning and an end but I yeah. like how the end set it it set up for the future like for it to continue into yeah. a new adventure. It, it, you know, I kind of want to see. I kind of want to go back and watch the what was the episode called? The place between worlds or something, where Ezra goes into the into the Jedi Temple. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and he's hearing all these all these voices, and he doesn't know. I want to go back in there and, and listen 
and see if there's any kind of indicators, like any anything said from the the finale that kind of right. gives him an idea that this might be the path he's fixing to take. Right. You know, I mean that. And if it is, I'll be like mind blown. You guys are just flipping awesome. Yeah. You, you know. You know. And 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 I wonder if there's something in there that he saw. That just made him say, okay, I see how this might end. So, Ahsoka, yeah, come find me. That might be a good idea. <laughs> come find me. Okay, I'll do that. Whatever that means, Ezra. Nah. Um, but, yeah, overall, um, I was, like, totally, totally pleased with the finale of the series. Totally pleased. Yeah, I agree and, with uh, too. Yeah, and it, it was four years of... Uh, Coolness that had its ups and downs, but uh, I think the end was uh, one of the better ends we've had to to finish a Star Wars series, you know. Right. And, and I'm not even talking about just the Clone Wars and Rebels, but I'm talking about movies, too. Right. Um, it, it just felt, the ending felt like you were full at the end, like you, 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 had, you had your feel. At the table. Right. You're satisfied. Um, whereas some, sometimes films don't do that for you. Um, so any last words about Star Wars Rebels season finale, series <coughs> finale? Other um, than what we've said. Yeah, that's pretty much it as far as I can think of. I mean, yeah. it's just a great, great run. I'm glad that it had a beginning and an end. And now mm-hmm. we can move on to you know, bigger things, I guess. More yeah. ventures. Yeah, you know what? The, uh, I, I do wish that Hasbro would look at this series, the this series finale, and make one of those walkers with the ghost landing on top of that thing in three and three quarter scale. Right. Oh, that looks so cool to see the ghost just land on top of that thing. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, come on, give it to us, Hasbro. Give it to us. <laughs> All right. So, another news today, uh, Mark Hamill received his star on the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Woo! Yeah, he did. He did. He deserved it, man. He totally deserves that. Oh, yeah. Not just for his Star Wars stuff, but, man, his Batman the Animated Series stuff is just crazy good. Just Mm -hmm. crazy good. Um, But, yeah, he was uh, introduced by George Lucas and Harrison Ford, and... (laughs) I watched I watched the speeches that they gave and they were kind of cringe inducing moments in some cases. Uh it's like they walked up there not sure what to say and right. uh and and George even I don't know if he's trying to be funny or if he just like didn't even know what he was saying. It was just kind of saying some weird stuff about Mark and it's like, what the, what, what am I watching here? You you guys are supposed to be building him up. (laughs) Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, definitely congratulations to Mark Hamill for, for the, uh, the star there. There was a lot of star Wars, uh, people on hand there. Uh, of course they had R2D2 and some, Stormtrooper people dressed as stormtroopers, but I believe like Kathleen Kennedy was there. Uh, was any of the new cast there? Uh, yeah, uh, Kelly Marie Tran was there. 
Uh, uh, what's her name? Leia. Uh, Leia. Carrie Fisher's daughter. Oh, Billy was there. Yeah, oh. she was there. Um, Daisy. Daisy to, didn't. She wasn't there. No, nah, there was no Daisy Ridley or Oscar Isaac or John Boyega. That's uh, sad. I wonder. She must be. I wonder if Daisy's working on something. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, but but those were the people that were there from the. Oh, Ryan Johnson was there too. So. So you had a, you know, you had some last Jedi presence, uh, but they, you know, they had to block off streets and stuff because there's so many people packed in to see, to, to just experience this moment with Mark Hamill. And, uh, so he's going to be on that street forever now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, perhaps the biggest news of this week dropped today, dropped this afternoon, actually. And it came straight from uh, StarWars.com, which announced uh, John Favreau as the writer and producer on the upcoming Star Wars live-action television series. Yay! That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, one, not only did this confirm, I mean, truly confirm that we're get, getting a live-action Star Wars series on Disney streaming channel in 2019. But it also gives us John Favreau, who is uh, no slouch when it comes to, to film. I mean, yeah, he did Iron Man, I- Iron Man two, uh, most recently the jungle book. Yeah. Which he did a really good jungle book. I mean, I've always, I've always, it's so weird to see because over the years I've followed John Favreau from the beginning. I was always a huge John Favreau fan from mm-hmm. when he, you know, he would, he would pop up. He was like an actor in some stuff, but then he, when he did that movie swingers, like I was a huge fan of swingers made mm-hmm. was really good. I never mm-hmm. pictured him getting into like this part of the business. Like, yeah, he, he, he also had a really cool film, uh, TV sh- series. It was on uh, the Independent Film Channel way back in the day called Dinner for Five. Do you remember that? No. And it was basically just him having dinner with different celebrities, like different actors, directors, stuff like that. And they would have conversations. And it was really, really cool stuff. Like he had one episode where it was like him and J.J. Abrams. And this is, this is like early 2000s. So it's like him, J.J. Abrams, Mark Hamill, Kevin Smith... And I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. I'm sure there's one other person, but anyway, it was, you know, I mean, it's just a really like interesting, you know, connection there because of the fact that, you know, he's later on, we're going to have JJ Abrams directing star Wars and have Mark Hamill there. And I just thought that was pretty neat. And you have Kevin Smith there. who's obviously a big star Wars fan. Yeah, but um, but yeah, at the time I think you know J.J. Abrams was just big for Felicity and Alias. Alias, I think, yeah. was probably you know when it was really big, like probably within its second season or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, he had that was a really cool series he had. And then when he gets he he gets Iron Man, and I'm like, wow, he's gonna do Iron Man? Like that's pretty big. Like that's a big budget movie, and uh, killed it. Oh, and he did Elf. You know, and Elf was a, a well, oh, you know, it yes. turned into a big. That a is, big that hit, is an you awesome know. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, John Favreau, like, and and not on top, just on top of that, like he, you know, he'll star in these movies too, or at least have a part in them. And he's just such a good actor, and he's just real funny and real, real 
smooth, you know, and then you have, um, uh, oh, he did Chef. That was a really good movie. It was one of his more recent independent movies that mm-hmm. he was the star of. And that was a really good one. But, um, but yeah, man, and then Jungle Book and he's doing what he, he's doing Lion King, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So God, man, he's, God, he's got a lot on his plate and then just probably going to jump right from Lion King into star into the Star Wars series. And, and, and um, and you yeah. forgot his, I mean, my favorite role that John Favreau ever had was playing Pete Becker on Friends. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was great in Friends. <laughs> That's just a joke, man. Yeah, you know, he was great. Hey, I, I, I thought his role, I mean, he had like how many episodes on there? He was, he was there for like at least half a season, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there for, yeah, pretty good, like season three-ish, maybe. He was yeah. like Monica's boyfriend or something. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It was like but, uh, oh, Monica. Monica has Tom Selleck, and then she's with John Favreau. Okay, <laughs> but now this but, isn't John Favreau's first foray into the Star Wars universe. He uh, he voiced Pre Vizsla in the Clone Wars television. Oh series. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. And he's also playing a character in Solo, a Star Wars story. So, n- not haven't confirmed what character, but he is in that movie. So yeah, stay on the lookout for him there. So he he's no uh, Star Wars newbie, uh, but unfortunately, we have to wait until 2019 to see what his plans are. For I mean, is uh, that when Star it's going to come out? Action. Yeah, well, because I mean, that's, that's only, when the st- that's only a year. Or so yeah, that's yeah. when the streaming service for Disney starts. Right. I'm like, at least so, it's not. At least it's not like like. Oh, he signed on. We'll get a new show in tw- 2021. <laughs> like, well, oh, okay. You know, and I, and I think a lot of this is riding on the Fox deal with Disney. Um, apparently, they're like major stakeholders in Hulu, mm-hmm. and the the sole purpose for Disney buying Fox was not to get the X Men back for Marvel or anything like that. Right. It, it was to snag Hulu so that Hulu could be turned into the Disney streaming service. And, uh, hopefully that, hopefully everything goes through and, and, and all that works out because 2019 and, and they don't give a specific date. They just say 2019, which could be January or it could be December. Who knows? Okay. Um, but, but <clears throat> supposedly when, the streaming service starts, you know, you're going to have this live action show ready to roll and an animated show ready to roll for people to watch. So it'll be interesting to, uh, to see. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, and, and there's no mention of what time frame this Star Wars TV show takes place in. So we don't know if it's Old Republic original trilogy era uh you know the force awakens era we don't know anything about it yet nothing's been said all we know is that favreau's been hired to uh to do a job and that's it that's it all right man it looks like uh it's time to start wrapping things up so you know you can always find us on our social media sites at uh, facebook.com slash outer rim news. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash outer rim news. And we have this nice little Instagram page uh, on uh, instagram.com slash outer rim news. 
And you can also find us on the brand new, the brand new social media site, Vero. We have a Vero account. Just search us up, Outer Rim News on Vero. Wow. And we'll be posting some stuff there as well. Oh, and also remember that the podcast here is not endorsed or supported by Disney and Lucasfilm. It's all for entertainment. All the names and sounds that we use, they're all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders. Yep, yep. All righty. So that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, for now, you're going to get to listen to uh, the same music that we intro with and, and exit the show with. But I'm, I'm trying to work on something here. You know, I am not a musical genius by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm trying to work on something. I'm trying to put together some intro music for us, some something different, something different, something catchy, something catchy. But we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, anything to end the show on, Austin? Uh, people need to get Star Wars stuff uh, on sale. Like in the clearance aisles, and just send them to me, and I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, and if you got a local Toys R Us that's closing, go check them out because uh, everything's on sale at Toys R Us. Unfortunately, uh, yes, it's the end of an era, folks. The end of an era. Um, other than that, go check out the uh, Star Wars: the Last Jedi novel. It's really, really good. Uh, so. With all that said, may the Force be with you. Peace.